0: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a Monday rundown edition of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. Today, Sean and I talked a little golf first, just a little golf. Following that, we talked college football. After that, we talked just a little bit of MLB to clean it up. Follow us on Twitter at SorrySports, and we'll be back on Wednesday talking to you guys.
1: everybody, and welcome into a Monday Rundown episode of the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It's the week of Thanksgiving. Tom, we are, what, 40 minutes before probably the most anticipated Monday night game of the year, but we're not talking about that today. How was your weekend, man? It was a
0: nice one, man. We got some good weather, played a little golf, watched a little football, and yeah, this is Super Bowl rematch. This one's going to be exciting. I'm taking the under in this game, and I'm going with Philly. Okay. I've already got the bet in, so... I just, I don't know, I think I think these defenses are underrated and I think they're going to give each other a hard time all night.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you think about the rematch from last year and you know, Kansas City, their wide receiving core is left a lot to be desired. I mean, you don't want to doubt Mahomes particularly at home, but I don't know if this Philly defense is as good as it was last year, but it's still humming.
0: Oh, yeah, it is, and uh, I think that they're going to be able to get to Patrick Mahomes tonight, and I just think the score stays low, um, and it might be a little bit more sloppy than than what we'd expect to see from these two teams. It's kind of what I'm banking on with this bet. But, um, yeah, I mean, we got, we got a little bit to talk about this week. We're still not talking college basketball. We need things to heat up a little bit more, although I like the win from the Johnnies a couple days ago.
1: Yeah, man, I texted you last night. I was watching them because of the 4 o'clock window of the NFL games were outside of that Seattle Rams game. There was really nothing good. Um, yeah, It's pretty abysmal. So I was checking out some of the Johnnies. Uh, I watched my Huskies earlier in the afternoon. I was watching your Johnnies in the second half. And I tell you what, man, I, I like I texted you. I don't know how, I don't think Utah is any good. I, but I don't honestly know that. All I know is that St. John's looked really good. That was not because they played maybe not a great team. They are, going to be a real thorn in the side and i think they can actually score which they haven't been able to do in years past
0: no i mean yeah all their scoring was based off of fast break points um anytime that they couldn't create a turnover they in their half break offense they weren't getting a damn thing uh they got more shooting this year which i definitely like and just i mean let's face it they're they're actually going to be coached and coach hard um but, yeah, I, I do like what I saw. I mean, the the St. John's teams, the Mullen teams, but especially uh, what's his name that came after him? I can't think of his name. Richardson. Yeah, they, those were all just, like, hustle gritty teams, but I don't think they were well coached. I just think that they played hard for the coach.
1: Yeah, they were frenetic. Like, I remember watching a couple of those St. John's games where I was just kind of felt like organized chaos. I mean, every and- once in a
0: while you'll get a team with that, you know? That oh, doesn't sure. expect it or whatnot, but that's not that's not how you're going to build a championship program.
1: No, we know Slick Rick, whether it be a little uh, chicanery or not. He knows how to build a championship program.
0: Oh, listen, I want all the chicanery.
1: Especially now that most of the shit that he was, got in trouble for in years past is all easy now. Yeah, I don't
0: know about the prostitutes in the dorm rooms, though. I think that one might still <laughs> might still get you in trouble. I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll test the theory out. Uh, it's, it's probably a worse look that? at a Catholic college, though.
1: <laughs> I was just gonna say. I mean, I don't think you want some of New York City's finest coming up to coming into Queens to your alma mater, and the Catholic University is probably not going to be a big fan of that.
0: No, they are not. But uh, Rick is going to be able to get away with murder. Um, Let's talk college football. Actually, should we talk PGA first since we're a PGA pod here?
1: I think we can do that. You want to talk Ludwig? I mean, you. Te- I was not even sure of the event that was going on, and then <laughs> you sent me the highlight today, and I was like, "My dear, this guy put on a show." So yeah, let's let's lead with that. You you were the one that that followed it closer. So give the audience a little taste.
0: I mean, Ludwig finally put it all together for a week, and he was just he just dominated the field. Obviously, it's fall. It's the fall season. It's a diminished field. Like you said, Sean, I barely know golf's going on. I'm aware of it, but it's kind of off to the side. And, you know, most people don't even know that they're playing right now. But he he broke the average scoring record for the PGA in a single tournament. Uh, it didn't, from the highlights, I don't know if you noticed, it didn't look like there was a lick of wind out there. So he could just go out after every single pin. And he really did. He stuck everything. He nailed every putt. Uh, It it really was amazing. I'm, I'm happy. I got to catch a little bit of it because that's our guy.
1: No, I mean, obviously in, when we really ramp up, you know, January into February, he's going to be the guy that everybody, including us is going to be, you know, we are going to be watching him to see if he could have a Victor type season this year, because the The talent is there, right? And he's young. He got exposure on the uh, Ryder Cup team, which I think was nothing but advantageous for him. He did have some glimpses this year um, where it looked like he was putting it together. And, you know, he's going to have a lot of money on him in some big tournaments this year. I can feel it.
0: No doubt about it. And uh, it would be nice to see him have a Hovland season, but it also would be nice to see Hovland get a major next year.
1: Very true. And uh, I think that... He's going to be a prevailing favorite somewhere. I mean, what was it, the U.S. Open that? Or was it the PGA that he just narrowly PGA, missed? PGA, him and Brooks. Yep. Brooks, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. So. No doubt about it. Um, and Brooks just – it's not like he lost it. Brooks just outplayed him. But that's enough golf for now. Um, Callaway, again, or any golf company, really, if you want to come through, I'll talk golf every day of the week and twice on Sunday if you guys are going to pay me and give me free clubs. So I'll throw every other sport to the win, and I think Sean will follow suit.
1: We've had this conversation. Uh, yeah, I would love to make money off this thing. So you tell me, hey, you can only watch the other sports a little bit, but you got to follow every single tournament. I will happily do that. My bandwidth right now is just, I mean, man, I got college football. I got NFL. I got, I got NBA. I got college basketball now. I'm like, Jesus Christ, how much? how much can I pay attention to? I'm trying to do my best.
0: We all are, man, and and you and you can't watch them all, especially because we have real jobs to go to. But I think we do a pretty good, damn good job of it. We know more than most of the fucking clowns that are on television or on the radio or whatever. Let's recap some some college football. I watched a couple of the games that I keyed in on, and then I rewatched some highlights just because there was a couple of close games. One of them, not notwithstanding, Georgia, Tennessee, Georgia smokes Tennessee. This was the um. First game of our theory, I believe, Sean, and uh this was this was an easy one.
1: It was a real easy one. Should have seen this coming from a mile and away. Anybody that wanted to bet this, you know, the way that Georgia looked against Ole Miss the week before and Tennessee fading down the stretch a little bit. Uh, they just had literally no answer. I uh, I mean, with McConkie and Bowers at that two tight end set now, I know. plus the way they're running the ball and the way that Carson Beck is throwing the football. I mean, he's spinning it as well as anybody in the country, which was the one element we were not 100 percent sure if we were going to get uh, as the season you know turned late into November. But uh, this team is clicking on all cylinders. I find it hard to believe how anybody could beat them.
0: Completely agree. They are humming. It's it's their time right now. They it was Alabama's time for a little bit. It was Clemson's time for a little bit. Ohio State's time for even even less. It's it's now Georgia's time. Um not to say that Alabama can't come back anytime. I still believe in the fraud Saban.
1: <laughs> the fraud Saban. The guy that's doing the anti Belichick, which is adapting with the times.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: You'd think that you'd think that they would be uh, you know, two peas in a pod there, but Saban's completely lapped. Them.
0: He has. It's an easier, easier sport, though. That's probably why. Um, Ohio State beats Minnesota thirty-seven to three. Not much to say here.
1: Yeah, no look-ahead game. Um, no? They just took care of business and they were ready to go. Marvin Harrison Jr. is he the Heisman winner right now, man? Mm. You
0: know, I gotta say, Louisville's quarterback Plummer definitely inserted himself in the chat. Um, he's been playing a lot of good football lately. I watched. I watched a lot of that game, but, yeah, he, he's got to be. I mean, the amount of plays he makes and the fact that his team is still in it as well, uh, I definitely think he's the number one. And I just think, you know, our favorites, Drake May and Caleb and uh, the quarterback out of Washington, they've all shown some chinks in the armor. I mean, I know the, the kid from Washington, they're still winning, but I watched their highlights too, and he really leaves a lot to be desired for me. He's electric, but his throws are sloppy, dude.
1: That game, which we'll talk about here in a sec, I mean, was the, the weather was just awful in Corvallis. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could have ended this game in game. the third
0: quarter. There wasn't another point scored.
1: I know. Oregon State, you know, their defense is one of the best in the country. And I think Penix. you know, he does have a, a top receiver, his go-to guy. Number uh, one. That made some plays. But, yeah. Yep.
0: Romeo or Rome something. I don't know. But he's, he's a stud. Whatever his last name is.
1: He is yeah, a stud. I forgot
0: it. Um, but, yeah, I just you – know, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, you know who we are neglecting to talk about in the Heisman race, but if you look at the stats, he's right up there and probably deserving as Jaden Daniels, the quarterback out of LSU.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's just, I don't know. I mean, I know that the Heisman doesn't necessarily, it's kind of like the MVP in baseball, doesn't necessarily correlate to the best college football season. It's just LSU's had such an up-and-down year that I I just don't know. I, I don't know if I could do that.
1: The, the I guess the argument to be made for him, which is kind of what we made for Caleb, is a lot of their losses has been on their defense, certainly not because of him. And he's oh, put true, but I don't think Caleb deserves
0: numbers. to win the Heisman either. So.
1: No, I'm talking last year. Yeah. Because when USC I mean, lost, last year, I mean, they were putting up 41 points.
0: <laughs> uh, but last year, there, didn't USC go to the playoff?
1: No, remember? they lost, Oh, no, they, uh, they lost, lost, the the and they lost in the Pac-12 championship. championship.
0: Yeah, and they lost to Utah. And then they lost
1: now. to Tulane in their bowl game.
0: Yes. Well, isn't the, the Heisman selected before the bowl?
1: Correct. But I'm just saying, I think that those losses to Utah was what kind of spun them downhill. But it wasn't Caleb's fault. I mean, in each of those games, he put up, I think, at least 35 points. So, you Similar know, you're looking this at year. stats. Mm-hmm.
0: Similar to this year, yeah. I just, for me, it's – I mean, we basically skipped the Michigan game, so I guess we'll just go back to it. But I I like that quarterback. I think he's a better athlete than most of the people on the field. But I just saw, like, three three throws that need to go – I'm talking more NFL prospect-wise. I saw three throws that he threw right at the guy's chest. And it's like, in the NFL that's getting picked off, you have to throw that to the back shoulder, including a touchdown. You know,
1: that, it's a really good point by you. And I think that's where the college football – It's really tough if you're an NFL guy over college to watch the college quarterbacks because they do get away with so much more. And Penix, I mean, you you see him, bro. His wind-up and delivery is really funky. And I don't know if he can get away with that that often on the pro level.
0: Nah, he's not. Listen, I wish him the best, but I don't think he's he's not on my radar between the, like you said, the wind-up, which (laughs) I could see can't you see a guy like TJ watches coming around the corner and grabbing that arm or a Bosa or a Garrett just every time that arm's going to be hanging out there way too long. And then between that and the inaccuracy on the throws where you watch a quarterback throw in the NFL and it's like, he's throwing to not at the guy he's throwing to a spot to where the guy's going to catch it. He's throwing it to the back shoulder, not to, Oh, I'm just going to throw it at his numbers and he'll make a play.
1: To defend him just a little bit, I think that if you watched this game and this was your determining factor of whether Penix is a good prospect or not, this was not the game that's gonna sell you on him. He definitely had a couple of those throws where he was late. But if you watch his tape from this season in totality, bro, he actually does make a lot of those two a type throws where he's throwing it to a spot um where he's yeah, just been Tuma a lot.
0: And I don't want. We don't need to argue about this all night. We can argue about this with Frenchie, but Tua did that shit in the SEC. This guy did it in the Pac-12 with a bunch of poopy defenses. He finally faced one of the better ones in the Pac-12 and this is what happened.
1: I'm with you, man, and I wasn't arguing. I was more just kind of painting the broader picture as opposed to just this game, but he's going to be in Heisman contention and then we'll see what he is as a prospect. I know once the college football season ends, that's all everybody cares about, and rightfully so.
0: No doubt about it. Um, and, and we'll talk about the pros on on Wednesday but I'm definitely looking ahead to the draft at this point um we skipped over Michigan I would I guess they didn't have a letdown game either 31 to 24 um I don't know if we mentioned it last week or whatever but we spoke I think we did speak about the Jim Harbaugh on the NCAA what was the suspension it's uh he's done after Ohio State it's such a joke
1: yeah the only thing that was updated from when we talked about it last Monday. It went the from fact
0: three that, to two, right? Or something like that?
1: Well, no, they they kept it suspended. It was originally through the Ohio State game. Um, but it sound, they were going to have a hearing, and they, Michigan just settled. So I guess they just said, fine, we're not going to win this anyway. There's a lot of evidence against us. So let's just settle this and yeah, move on. I think
0: that's usually the... the, the Party that settles is usually the losing one, anyways. So, I think Michigan made a smart decision, and whoever did decided that to to settle. Uh, I still think that they can beat Ohio State in this rivalry game. I think I'm on Ohio State's side, though. We have a twenty, $20 dollar bet riding on this
1: thing. That's right.
0: Yeah, and this one's gonna be. I mean, I I already owe. What do I owe you? Twenty or you owe me twenty for the Jets? I Giants owe you twenty. Here. Yeah. So we're gonna see if this is gonna turn into a. a Forty, and then it's going to turn into a sixty. Jackson's not playing enough on Milwaukee for it to even. He play he has productive minutes, but he's not playing enough for Simmons to bother mentioning him.
1: Should have taken Hawkins. Um, in any you should event,
0: di- just just DM him every day, like really you know, like,
1: it has really to be like an Jackson. Conversation. I was hoping. That, I honestly uh, when he be... had I was if hoping. You, if I, if you tell me the, on, the truth.
0: If you told if you told me like oh I DM Simmons and he did it I'd be like that's hilarious I love that I love that move but that commitment would be great by the the way if
1: I'm I'm DMing Simmons about anything it's hey listen to our pod and pick us up Um, true anyway uh, Michigan Maryland yeah the only thing to say about this game is Maryland actually hung with Michigan for a while Michigan allowed them to hang out in this game JJ McCarthy did not play well Um, he missed some throws that he usually makes and if he misses those games against Ohio State it's probably going to manifest in a loss. But, hey, they handled business, and now we're set for the game on Saturday.
0: Yes, sir. All right, FSU beats North Alabama by a lot. Um, I still didn't watch the video, but Travis uh, suffered a gory, a, a gory injury, I guess you could say. It probably wasn't fun to watch. Um, and and that, with him goes Florida's Florida State season, so I think it's over for them.
1: Their backup quarterback has gotten a little bit of run. Uh, he's been with them since twenty twenty. But you're now. When did this injury happen?
0: By the way, what quarter?
1: It was. It was, I believe, in the second quarter.
0: Okay, because if you told me it was in the fourth quarter and they were up probably like forty five to thirteen, I would have been like, come on.
1: No, I, it was still relatively early on. I believe. Um, tough, tough, tough. They're gonna have to now go beat florida and then they're gonna to have to beat louisville in the uh, acc championship game i will say this for people that are thinking oh an undefeated florida state team may not get it especially if we have to watch their backup quarterback you can't really use that as an argument florida state's gonna get in if they handle their business i would assume and if they don't get in it's not gonna be because of the the backup quarterback at least it shouldn't no be. it shouldn't should be. be their overall body he's got work.
0: two games to prove himself exactly if it was like even if it was the last game though i Like, let's say this happened in two weeks, right before it. How would you feel then? I would still think they'd have to be in for the body of work and the rest of those kids, the rest of those young student athletes.
1: It's all about timing, right? I mean, if Quinn Ewers got hurt, you know, in the Texas Tech game this week as opposed to in the Houston game, we're not going to say, oh, well, it's Malik Murphy in Texas, you know, they don't deserve to be in. That win against Alabama doesn't go away.
0: No, of course. I agree. Speaking of Texas, Texas beats Iowa State 26-16. They took care of business and and a tough place to play, as we say, every week.
1: Yeah, there was no upset in Ames, but I got to tell you what, man. The product that Texas has been putting out on the field has not been great. And this, you look at this score, you might say their defense stepped up. Their defense was fine. Iowa State's just not a great team, and even the mystique of playing there at night was... you know, that's probably the only thing that kept them in the game. But Texas does not look great. They're kind of begging these other teams to come back and beat them.
0: Yeah, and Texas Tech might be the one to do it because they are a frisky team.
1: Yeah, they are. And, you know, those are hour games. This is going to be the last time that these teams play for a long time with Texas moving to the SEC. So I'm sure Tech would like nothing more than to come in on Friday night to Austin and knock them off.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Next game we got – my Louisville Cardinals beat Miami thirty-eight to thirty-one. I was I watched this game and I actually recorded this game and rewatched it because I was very curious about Louisville. And I love this. they are so spunky. They are so spunky. Miami just looked like when they like if you if you just judge this off when the teams got off the bus, you'd be like, all right, Miami gets a W. But Louisville is so spunky. Their players play so hard. Plummer is. It's very accurate. I don't know if he has the arm strength to get to the NFL, but he is very accurate. He makes some great throws, some great throws on the run. And and that defense, man, again, spunky. I mean, they just make plays when it needs to happen.
1: I think you are much more in on Louisville than I am from the standpoint of I haven't watched them a lot. I've, I've, you know, kind I mean, of I don't think they're going to win am the am or national
0: or... championship. They already have one loss. I don't even think they're going to get into the playoff, but you know, if I, I'm trying to do the the anti Tom here and actually watch games that te- technically don't matter in the grand scheme of things,
1: I love that though, and I think you found a team that is some that is putting out a product you enjoy watching. And you know the thing about Miami is I think this was the best game that they've played all year, and it's still not good. Yeah. It just goes to show how far that program's fallen.
0: Yeah, I know They're, they 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 hired that head coach two three years ago, and I really thought he came from Oregon, right?
1: You got
0: it, I, I really thought, he, yeah, Cristobal, and he was a Miami guy. I Really thought he was going to turn this team around, and I think they've gotten worse, to be honest. Uh, the U is definitely not back. And oh, by the way, I just thought of this: Oregon State. I said this game was over because I was watching this one. Once, once they f- they recovered that fumble and then refumbled it on like basically the next play, I was like, oh, Washington's going to win. Yeah. Yep.
1: That was that it's was a just rough one. One of those walk. where you just know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of turnovers.
0: Um, all right, Mizzou beats Florida, thirty-three to thirty-one. Was this in Missouri? Because that's a disappointing win.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, we were talking about how this game should have—they, you know, Missouri would pretty much run away with it, uh, and that's not what happened. So, hey, they escaped with a the no. win. Their conference record looks immaculate. But that wasn't one of
0: our—that wasn't one of our games, right?
1: No, no, that, one that's that's right. Bookmarked. I- yeah, it was not. It was definitely not one of the. It was not one that grabbed our attention more than the other two.
0: Mm. The other one was the, the Penn State. What were game. the other two, by the way? Penn State, which we won by the skin of our balls.
1: Fucking Penn State, man. 2 0 this They're week, though. So
0: um, they are, and they should not even have any numbers next to their name. Um, okay, Oklahoma beats BYU. Sean, you said BYU sucked. I don't remember what the spread was, but good call by you. Um Arizona beats Utah 42 to 18. Wow, wow, have they have fallen.
1: This was the most staggering result of the weekend yeah. to me because Utah just went on the road in Washington and hung with with Washington. They only lost by 6. And I'm thinking Utah at home, I know that they've had an up and down season, but they've really come to play. This was our first statement win by Arizona. They've been hanging in. They've been winning games. They've been taking care of business. They've pulled some upsets. But this was the first game where you go, like, holy shit, this program I think is real. Because Utah is not a team that gives up that many points.
0: No, I agree. Um, I'd have to look at their their team roster. I mean, maybe they'll come back and make some noise next year. We'd have to put in an early bet on them.
1: They're I mean, with them moving to the Big Twelve man, I mean a more open conference, especially with Texas and OEU leaving. Yeah, I think that, you know, depending on what they do with the transfer portal and, and the recruiting class, this is a team to look out for.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of a battle in the Big Twelve, unfortunately, Kansas State beats Kansas thirty one to twenty seven and this is another game Sean that I had recorded and I watched uh, I guess you could say at double speed. And honestly, my takeaway from this was Kansas' offense was fine in this game. Their defense lost them this game. I mean, Kansas State's running backs and their quarterback seemed to be breaking off chunk yardage on every single play. And they, they got the quarterback got them over the top one or two times, but it was mostly just a ground-and-pound game.
1: That's how Kansas State. First of all, I just cannot tell you how impressed I am with you recording these games that have no playoff implications, and you're actually watching them. When Frenchie comes well, these on are, for the, uh,
0: these are the tri- ones. <laughs> these are the ones that, like, this is Will Smith's team. So it's like a couple of these games I got to watch because these are my. You have some uh, I them. kept an eye on all year. Exactly.
1: Yeah, Kansas State. I mean, we talked about it when they came to play Texas. This is a team that's been rolling since October. And they can beat you in a lot of ways. Remember, even though TCU had all the glory of going to the uh, college football playoff and the eventually the final last year, Kansas State did beat them in the Big 12 championship. Um, it's not the same yep. team, but it's the same ecosystem. And they seem to get better as the season goes on. Tell me, because I did not watch a second of this game. Did Bean play quarterback for Kansas or did they have somebody else?
0: Hmm. I honestly couldn't even remember because I know um, Bean's
1: the backup for uh, Daniels, and Bean had been getting a lot of the run. He was the quarterback that beat Oklahoma. If you don't remember, it's no big deal. I just I didn't watch it, and I couldn't recall it.
0: No, I'm just I'm looking at a curiosity now. I can't remember. Um, he
1: has he was the guy that no, lost the starting Ballard. job.
0: Okay, Ballard. so they
1: had their third quarterback of the year playing.
0: Yeah. I mean he didn't look that bad. Obviously, you know, two to one on the negative side of interception to touchdown ratio. Um you know, they, they had some they had they had one guy have almost sixty yards and then Neil went off as usual, uh, for three tutties and a hundred and forty yeah. yards. But I mean K State, it's just, you know, when you got a guy a guy ran for one oh two and a touchdown, sixty-three you know, when you have two guys rush for well over 150 yards, I mean, it's going to be tough to beat.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When they get the running game, I mean, that's how they got back into the game against Texas. It wasn't the passing game. The passing game ended up making the, the sparkling plays, but their defense created some turnovers too, in that game, but they got back into it with the running game. Texas couldn't get off the field there in the second half. So we know K state, I mean, they're going to finish nationally ranked and, they're going to be a team that's going to play a bowl game and probably win it. And, you know, they're going to probably be a prevailing, you know, I would say maybe not prevailing, but they're going to be a favorite heading into the Big 12 next year.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think Buffalo should hire their offensive coordinator, the Buffalo Bills I'm speaking of, because that guy knows how to commit to a run game and actually follow through with it, which I think is one of the big reasons why the Bills fucking suck.
1: So not Joe Brady?
0: No. No. Not Joe Brady.
1: <laughs> All right, Tom, <laughs> I don't care what he um, did against the Jets. I uh, know. And by the way, what a loaded pod we have on Wednesday. It's going to be an early Thanksgiving treat for our listeners because I'm I'm honestly
0: I might not I make have, it to Thanksgiving.
1: Tom, I don't.
0: My heart might explode on this podcast.
1: I I have looked at the calendar like on my phone ten times today to make sure we're in 2023. Because this is exactly what happened last year. It's literally a carving copy, a division game on the road, week before Thanksgiving, terrible performance. We're gonna bro. We could probably talk two
0: hours on just the locals alone.
1: Oh my god, we might. I mean, that podcast uh, Wednesday night might go (laughs) four hours. Um, we'll we'll just run through these, dude, because there's a couple of very tasty matchups, but the rest are you know they're rivalry games that with not a lot of implications. So. Um, let's start this week with you guessing the lines for week 13, the last week of the regular season before the conference championships. uh, University of Georgia at Georgia Tech. What are you thinking here?
0: Georgia by 31 and a half.
1: See, I'm going to bookmark this. I'm actually taking my pen right now and underlining it. (laughs) You're the man. It's It's 24 and a half. It should not be
0: 24. And a half. Mm. Nah, they could play this game on Mars, and Georgia's going to put up at least 30 more points than them. All right. Tell them
1: they just beat Tennessee by 28. Yeah,
0: exactly. And Georgia <laughs> Tech is river. terrible. How many wins do they yeah. have this year?
1: Uh, not, not many. I'm going to go out on a limb and say
0: that. All right, you ready to do the big one? Our $20 bet game?
1: Here we go, baby.
0: All right, Ohio League State heads, at the heads the big, to the big house. house. At the big house. Um, I'm going to go Michigan by three.
1: Oh, you're so close. You want to throw the hook in there? It's three and a half.
0: Ooh, I should have known. I should have known. Um, yeah, well, we have a little bet on that one, um. You have Michigan, and I have Ohio State. So we'll have to see how that one goes. That's that's obviously now, just just, a straight up bet.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was just going to confirm with you if we were doing straight up or with the with the spread.
0: Nah, it's so small. Let's just do straight up. All right. Number four, Washington is at home against Washington State. Mm. Uh, Washington by seventeen and a half.
1: You're right there. 16 and a half. You're so close.
0: Okay. yeah, I'm good with yep. that. I'm good with that spread. All right, number five, Florida State without their quarterback is heading to the Swamp. This was a tough one to handicap, Sean, without the quarterback and Florida at home rivalry game. I'm going to say Florida State by... Five and a
1: half. Uh, I mean, you're the way that you're picking these games the last couple weeks has been amazing to me. It's six and a half. I mean, you're on the rim. You're literally right on the rim with these <laughs> games.
0: All right. Well, thank you for the compliments. Let's do the next one. Another interesting game. Does you think this has national championship implications just on the Oregon side? Obviously, Oregon State got bounced.
1: Yes, there is a pathway. Uh there is a hundred percent a pathway for Oregon. If they win this game and then they beat Washington in the Pac twelve championship, uh Oregon could one loss Oregon team could get in.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um Oregon State very good defense coming off a loss. I'm gonna say Oregon by nine and a half.
1: Okay, so the spread's 13 and a half. Do we want to bookmark this? Because I think no, it should no, be closer no, no. to nine and a half. If you, and you know what put
0: a this isn't the NFL, you're not a complete sieve, so go ahead put a bookmark next to it and we'll see how it goes.
1: <laughs> Any chance you get. Um, <laughs> Oregon puts up an insane amount of points so I understand the logic there. but Oregon State's defense is awesome and they did just hold Washington who scores at will to 22. And again, Excellent this is the last point. time that's the last time these two teams are playing in what they call. By the way, I don't think I've given you the names for some of these. the Washington state at uh, Washington games called the, Apple, the Cup. Apple Cup. this is this is the last year of that. Um, Oregon State, Oregon is the Civil War. This is the last year of that. Um, I think thirteen and a half is is a little high. Maybe meet in the middle there, maybe at like ten and a half or something. I just give, de- uh, I just want to give that some credit.
0: Okay. You've convinced me. Let's bookmark that one. And I'm also pouring out a metaphorical drink for all these rivalries. I'm pouring out a little sip.
1: I like that. I can feel that you're, you know, crestfallen about these. Um, it does suck. Another one. It
0: doesn't really suck for me, but it sucks for college football fans.
1: Yeah, I know. It's just, we're ushering in a new era, which I feel like we say every year. Um, Texas Tech, at the only good thing about some of these, I will say, is that we're getting rid of the divisions. So, like, the Big Ten divisions are going to be gone. The SEC divisions are going to be gone. So, it's really going to be Just like – Throw them into a teams, pool. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Texas Tech at Texas for the last time in a while. I don't think this rivalry has a name because the main matchup was is obviously Texas-Oklahoma in the game you hate. So, Tech at Texas here in Austin Friday night.
0: Texas Tech by 10. Oh, excuse me, Tex- Texas by 10.
1: Yeah, I, I know what you meant. 12 and a half. I think that's fair. Okay.
0: Absolutely. All right. Alabama. This is the Iron Bowl. This one, you don't have to tell me this one. It heads, t- and Alabama is headed to Auburn this year.
1: A lot of bad memories from games at Auburn.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can think of that no kickoff more than the return. No
1: kick six. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Alabama is going to be a 16-and-a-half point favorite.
1: That's a good thought. It's 14-and-a-half.
0: That's fine. That's fine. Nothing crazy there.
1: Uh, Missouri, Arkansas.
0: Missouri travels to Arkansas. Missouri Missouri minus six-and-a-half.
1: Boom. There it is. Lock it in at six and a half (laughs) on the dot. Found one. That's a good game. That's a sneaky good game. Like if you're really bored and you're not like that interested in doing that much or you're still, you know, in a food coma from Thursday, throw this game on in the afternoon on Friday for like 45 minutes. You'll be entertained at least.
0: Either that or it's just something to take a nap to.
1: That. And because knowing what NFL game is on at that same time, um, True. Yeah, you'll have your choices. All right, uh, Kentucky at your Louisville Cardinals.
0: Yeah, you. I guess every. You know, it's easy to forget that Louisville and Kentucky are in the same in the same state because they're in a different conference, right?
1: Yeah, SEC and ACC respectively. And by the way, Louisville has punched their ticket to the ACC championship game. So even if they lose this game, they aren't.
0: Go Cardinals. Um. Louisville, I think Tennessee is going to get a little more respect just because of the fact that they're an SEC team, and I think they were ranked pretty early on. Kentucky has been ranked in and
1: out of this season.
0: I'm going to say Louisville is favored by seven and a half.
1: Oh, my fucking God, he did it again. That's two in a row (laughs) of the same number. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i know that one that number just stuck great with me. job um thank you all right penn state heads to an abysmal michigan state um don't really know is this is this a is this a rivalry game or is they just ran out of rivalries
1: it's a big 10 uh west or big 10 east game uh they're putting it in here because obviously michigan state and michigan already played and the rivalry in the big 10 is ohio state michigan so everything else kind of just falls by the wayside.
0: Of course. Well, I think Penn State gets a lot more love from the public, I guess, if you will, than than from us. I think Penn State's going to be favored by 20 and a half.
1: You're point five off.
0: <laughs> oh, it's, I was going for the trifecta there. You
1: still have time, um, but it's I almost had three in a row. Yeah, you were right there. Uh, It's 21, um, and I think that's fair. Listen, Penn State doesn't get a lot of love, but they should get a lot of love. They're better than that, yeah. Yeah, Michigan State truly sucks. Ole Miss at Mississippi State. This is another rivalry we don't have to worry about going away, and I kind of like that it's on Thanksgiving night every year because you get the choice if the NFL game sucks. Hey, you can go to this. By the way, do you know the name of this rivalry?
0: Do you want me to make a shitty joke or do you want to just tell me?
1: Well, once again, I mean Mississippi, <laughs> if there's a if there's a state to laugh at outside yeah, of Alabama that's what comes to it's mind. Mississippi. Yeah. Go for it. What's your joke? And then I'll tell you the name.
0: No, it's a silly joke. I I, I want to think if I can Is it anything that I could think up of off the top of my head, or should you just tell me?
1: No, it doesn't. It's one that I would never know if somebody didn't tell me. It's it's the egg bowl.
0: Oh, I knew that. I knew that because Mike Gundy was in it a couple of years, so I was interested. I I remember that now.
1: Mike Leach, your boy.
0: R.I.P., by the Mike way. Mike Leach. Fuck Mike Gundy. R.I.P.
1: Yeah. Don't get those two mixed up. Um, you love one of them.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, with that being said, and by the way, everybody, I, do, I swear on both my cats, Michaela, everyone, I do not look at these spreads before we do them.
1: No, you're you don't. And I have them written down and I'm a thousand percent right. So if you're even a half off, as we just saw, I will tell you you're wrong. I am not giving you any kind of grace period or curbing. No, I don't don't want it, baby. I know you don't. Wins only feel like wins
0: when you win, you know,
1: if you're right, you're right. And even if you're a half off in either direction, I'm letting you know.
0: I appreciate that. All right, Old Miss, number 13 in the country. Mississippi State's kind of a middle of the pack in the SEC. They're not like fucking Vanderbilt, but they're also not a juggernaut. Uh, I'm going to say Old Miss is favored by 11.5 points.
1: Once again, really, really close. It's 10.5. We have four games, okay. five games left, and I think you're going to hit one of these. It's just my guess. We'll
0: see. TCU travels to Oklahoma. Not the Red River rivalry, but another Texas and Oklahoma matchup here. TCU having a tough year. I'm gonna say Oklahoma still getting a lot of love. Oklahoma's gonna be favored by twenty three
1: and a half. Oof. Very high. Very high it's 11 and a half. I think that loss at, mm. uh, I think the loss at Kansas, I think the loss in Bedlam has not aged well. And then they went to Provo and Utah and only beat BYU by seven. And I think that the bloom has come off the rose of this fucking Oklahoma team, which by the way, how many times in an honest question, like in, in an honest scenario, if you played OU Texas five times, and the game was a relatively in that same score total, which I think it was the I think it was like thirty-four to thirty one or something. How many games do you think Oklahoma wins? How many games do you think Texas wins?
0: Is Quinn Ewers playing?
1: Yes. Cause he played in that game.
0: I think Texas goes seven and three in the scenario that you just gave me.
1: Okay. And I think that's probably what do you right. Think? So yeah, I think it's something close to that. I, I, think, the, I think the Oklahoma defense is pretty good. Um, Texas has not been world beaters over the last month, but they've had a backup quarterback. They're getting newers back. Um, Texas at their best probably beats them eight or nine out of ten times on that neutral field, but Texas at their best might have been back in September, and I think that's that's a concern for them. And I think that's a concern for Oklahoma, who when that win happened the first weekend of October – looked incredible but maybe not so much now
0: now Oklahoma's done stick a fork in them um all right LSU is at home in the swamp against Texas A&M recently fired millionaire multi-millionaire um what's his face coach
1: Jimbo Fisher
0: Jimbo Fisher, formerly coach of Texas A&M. Texas a and reeling, I think. I think Vegas is going to take that into account. LSU at home, like you said, their quarterback's getting a little Heisman buzz. I'm going to say LSU by 18 and a half.
1: Yeah, that's where I thought this game should have been. It's 11 and a half, and I think the reason is Texas A&M. And they're... Okay, I'll bookmark it. Right now I got my pen out. I'm bookmarking this game. But I can understand where Vegas is coming from because AM has actually been playing very spirited football the last couple of weeks, and they've been playing some damn good football. They haven't been winning, but they've been playing very good. So this is not the cakewalk we thought we were getting.
0: All right, half a bookmark.
1: No, we'll, we'll keep it. I mean, I think it's low. I think 11.5 is too low because LSU at home – I think that with the way Daniels is playing, they can light up the scoreboard. They've been doing it all year. It's their defense I worry about. But Max Johnson's it's played a swamp, good quarterback. Baby. Come one of the couple swamps and one of the couple death valleys in college football. There's like five well, nobody death ever valleys.
0: said that college football fans were smart.
1: And you've never said the South is smart, so it makes sense. There's not a lot of originality <laughs> yeah. there. Iowa and Nebraska. Oh my god, two teams. Uh, Tom, I'm not going to just I'm just letting you know this. Whoever wins the Ohio State Michigan game and plays in the Big 10 Championship, I am not watching a second of that Big 10 Championship and neither should anybody else cuz they're going to get Iowa. And I nobody should have to watch Iowa. So,
0: now nobody should have to watch Iowa and I am not going to watch this game, but I'll give you what I think the spread is. I think it's going to be Iowa by 10 and a half.
1: Dude, this is this goes to show how embarrassing it is that this team's going to play in the pack in the pack in the Big 10 championship game. They're a one and a half point dog on the road in Nebraska.
0: Yeah, I don't even want to bookmark that one. The spread was so far off, I feel like they know something that I don't.
1: They know that Iowa doesn't score any points and wins games like 10 to 3.
0: Well, I guess whoever's um, ranking them doesn't know that.
1: Well, you know, that's they're just you look at their win loss and they're I think they only have two losses. So they're they're going to be put in there, but again, they've played nobody in that terrible division that is the Big 12 or uh Big 10 West. Arizona, Arizona State. At least these two teams will come together and go to the uh and go to the Big 12.
0: Yes. Um, I think this is going to be somewhat of a hefty spread. I think Vegas is going to be thinking a lot about this one after what just happened to you, I'm going to say Arizona by. It is on the road, so I'm going to lower it a little bit. I'm going to say 16.5. 11.5. What do you think what of that
1: spread? What the fuck? Book market? What do you think? I would. I would. Arizona State just played Oregon, and the game was over in five minutes. Now we know how good Oregon is, but put a Arizona more. just kicked this shit out of Utah. I mean, I gotta, I gotta put that into consideration. Some of these rivalry games, by the way, just because they're in the same state, doesn't really mean that they're huge rivals. Some of them are legit, oh, no, but some at of all. them are not. I don't think anybody really. I think, I mean, this is a basketball rivalry. Arizona State and Arizona. I mean, that's a ba- that's a college basketball rivalry, right? Who cares about the football?
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to find other college basketball rivalries that are better than the that are better than the uh the football. Well, Kentucky at Louisville, obviously.
1: Yeah, up until recently when Louisville just fell off the face of the earth, but yeah, for a long time that was that was a must-watch game early in the season. Some bad blood there, too.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's well, you know why that bad blood's there.
1: Slick Rick baby. That's my boy. That's my coach. That's my coach. That's my quarterback. I love him. Um, <laughs> all right, final one, Notre Dame at Stanford, a game that has historical rivalry. This does go back to, like, the 1920s, so there's that. Uh, Notre Dame, their season's over, but they're still good against a really Stanford program that's just been nothing since Brian Shaw left.
0: Yeah, yeah. Notre Dame's left a lot to be desired this year too, but at the end of the day, Stanford's got one win and a bunch of shitty losses. I'm gonna say Notre Dame is a 12 and a half point favorite.
1: It's twenty six and a half. At Stanford.
0: Yeah, throw a bookmark on that one.
1: All right. So we got a couple bookmarks, I mean, so
0: Dude, for me it's like uh, Notre Dame has not been great this year. And like for them to put up 26 points alone, even if it's against Stanford, I think would be pretty interesting. It would be, would be a pretty good game for them. And then for the, to outscore Stanford by 26, get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, no, I know it's pretty hefty. So just for confirmation purposes, we're going to say this right now. Cause I've been doing this in real time. Georgia at Georgia tech, 24 and a half. We bookmarked that. Um, Texas A&M at LSU, 11.5, favoring uh, the Tigers. We bookmarked that. Arizona at Arizona State, we bookmarked that. 11.5 point spread for Arizona. And then this one to wrap things up, Notre Dame at Stanford, 26.5.
0: Okay. Um, What type of bet do you want to do on this? Are you getting in on this bet with me, or should we just keep this experiment going until next year and then start it up next year because it's so late?
1: let's get into it next year. We'll we'll have all our all, right. all our bases covered.
0: That's fair. All right. Um the only thing we got left is that the Phillies very swiftly sign Aaron Nola. I feel like there was 10 seconds of buzz and other team interest and then they locked him up. Smart move by them. He's been a pretty dominant pitcher over the last few years.
1: 7-year deal, 172 million dollar deal, no outs or club or player options. So you know, he's there to stay. You know, what's one thing I noticed, dude, is the people that go to Philly, they never leave and they, and they put in their contracts with, there's very little movement. I don't know if that's a Dave Dombrowski thing. I don't know if that's an agent thing, but these dudes that go to Philly, like they want to be in Philly. And over the last couple of years, you can see why.
0: Yeah. And you know, I can find Bryce Harper um, annoying sometimes, but, he had a pretty impassioned speech or whatever you want to call it about them in a press conference. And they just seem, it seems like the city loves them. They embrace the city and, and maybe that organization treats their players really well. But yeah, you're right. It seems like once a guy goes there, he's there for, for the long haul.
1: And good job by them getting their guy back and not playing the, you know, the reindeer games of letting him whine and dine with other teams. You want him back. He wants to be back. Um, there was a report from Ken Rosenthal that said he took less money uh, than he was maybe going to get from other teams to go back. And he's been there his whole career. So it kind of feels right in this age where most guys, you know, look for that bigger contract, more lucrative contract elsewhere. It's, it is kind of cool and, and throwbacky of baseball in years past when guys stay with one team
0: couldn't agree more. I think it's a perfect marriage. Nola is still in his prime and this team, we've said it before, they are built for the playoffs. And, and I think they need to keep everybody around because one of these years if they if they get the trade deadline right and they they get their utility players right and a couple of bullpen guys, they could win it all.
1: Yeah, because they have the impact bats that when they get hot in October, they don't lose. We've seen that and they're starting pitching headlined by Nola who will be back and Wheeler. Um, they don't lose big games, and then when you go into a into a postseason series with those two starting for you, that's a lot of teams cannot match that.
0: No doubt about it. Um, thank God that's all the MLB we have to talk. You have anything else?
1: No, but I have this question for you. If you and this is on the spot, so maybe we can table it for another day. But if you have a thought, you know, impromptu, go for it. What is the sense of urgency, if there is any, across baseball and the players' union to have a more emphatic start to free agency? Because the NBA and NFL do it right, even hockey, which we don't follow, but moves start trickling in literally as soon as free agency begins. And baseball just takes its sweet old goddamn time. And I feel like nobody cares. And even when moves start happening, it's like, oh, there's five great moves. Oh, now we got to wait till God knows when till more could happen. They could happen in January, it could happen in February, it could happen the first week of spring training. Like, there's no fucking urgency. And again, like, is there anything that you would do? Is there any kind of institution that you would put in to, to force free agents to sign early? Or is it just not something that's practical?
0: I, I agree with you. I think the MLB needs to do something about it. Whether practical or not, I just think that they need to create some offseason buzz. I mean... You know, we've said the NFL has been a has owned how many months of the year, and and the NBA even more now. It's just like every second of every day, no matter what time of year it is, whether they're playing or not. We're talking about the NBA. I, I think maybe you know they do. I think that they should. They should put the winter meetings and make it mean something. I I used to get so excited for the fucking winter meetings when I was a kid because it seems like shit actually got done. Maybe you do like a month-long free agent window or a two-week-long free agent window that starts and or bookends with the winter meetings. I don't know. I think that there needs to be a window kind of like there is in hockey.
1: I love that idea because the GM meetings already happened, and they happened two weeks ago. And the only thing that we know yeah, about them... we didn't the, know the, about him. No, or the I only didn't. thing we know about him was... No, because nothing gets done. Like, in basketball, it's not like, oh, well, you know, the the Knicks are going to meet with, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. It's not like, oh, and then he's going to, you know, we don't hear about it for three weeks. It's like, no, so-and-so signed with the Knicks, so-and-so signed with the Lakers, so-and-so signed with the Jack. Like, that's what you get. And in baseball, it's just like, well the news is that somebody sat down and so and so the phillies are kicking tires on yamamoto it's like yeah he's the top free agent pitcher everybody is <laughs> doesn't mean anything
0: yeah i agree and then remember the remember the summer where it was like machado harper um I, was there a third like 10 year, hundred million dollar player that I can't remember off the top of my head. And it was like, it took them so fucking long to sign that it just ruined all the buzz.
1: Great memory. Manny Machado signed in February and Bryce Harper signed right when spring training was starting in March, the two biggest names and generational talents from the 2018, 19 free agent class in the prime of their careers. Didn't sign till the very, very end. And it's just
0: like, what the fuck are we I doing? Know. And, and that's, and you know, they sign like right in the beginning of, of the NFL playoffs uh, for Machado. Right. Or, or, or towards, you know, the middle of it. And then Harper signs like right during the Mark's Super Bowl Madness. or it's Right afterwards. Like, yeah. It's just like MLB do the same thing. Hockey does and open up a window during a dead time in the sports year. And then you could own that little window
1: you imagine if, like, Kevin Durant didn't sign with the Warriors? And it was like, Kevin Durant is still a free agent. Nobody's talked to them. Nobody's talked to him. He has about three or four suitors. And then, like, the week before, like, let's just say, like, late August, like, the week before Labor Day, he's like, hey, you know what? By the way, I'm going to sign with the Warriors. Like, (laughs) what doesn't happen.
0: No, it's... (laughs) MLB just can't get out of its own way of making itself look like a second-class sport, and it's a fucking shame. I will give them credit for all the innovations that they've done over the past few years when it comes to trying to make the game more watchable, but outside of that, they need it's been too long. I mean, we've been waiting since the fucking Sosa-McGuire era for, for baseball to make some changes.
1: They're just too stuck in their ways, uh, and its if it's on the players' union, I don't know if it's baseball's fault or the player union's fault, but um, whoever is, is just completely against speeding up the process, like, again, you are not focused on the greater grow of the game. Like, I would like nothing more, bro, than by Christmas to know where everybody is. And then you just have, like, your your lesser tier free agents that can sign somewhere else. Like, that would be so much better. And instead, we're like, oh, maybe before New Year's. Oh, maybe before... MLK weekend, maybe before Presidents Weekend. Like nobody knows. So hopefully this winter meetings spark some stuff.
0: Agree with you completely, man. But we're gonna be talking to everybody real soon this Wednesday. <laughs> we might have to do two pods. We might just have to do a Jets Giants pod and then the rest of the NFL, man.
1: uh It it was it was something else yesterday, bro
0: it really was i was i was laughing at at you not for you but at you
1: i was laughing at myself and then your game came on and i said you know <laughs> what we're pretty embarrassing but we're not that
0: yeah true very true all right you got anything <laughs> else brother
1: <laughs> no nah, man not much else let's save it for wednesday and uh get this holiday weekend long weekend on track
0: sounds like a plan everybody will talk to you wednesday